Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash petty revenge. Our next Reddit post is from Mel Michelle. This story takes place a few years back when I came home from university for Christmas holidays to visit my family. I was of legal drinking age at the time as well. To set the scene, it's just my mom and I having dinner at the beginning of our time off. She pours herself a glass of wine from an average bottle. I'm not a wine snob, but she is. I ask for a glass as well to go with dinner and she declines. Her exact words are, We don't share alcohol in this house. Okay, no problem. I didn't know this rule, and as I'm not a heavy drinker, I didn't see the issue with just having a glass out of her bottle. So, I go on off to the liquor store to grab myself a bottle to drink over the next few days, and lo and behold, I find her favorite bottle of wine. It's Burrowing Owls. The liquor store only has a case of it and limits the number of bottles you can buy. It's a rare find, and I lucked out. I buy the Max, which is two, and hid one while I bring the second inside. By now it's evening and after dinner. My mom is in the living room finishing her wine. I open the bottle and bring both the bottle and a glass at the living room. My mom eyes up the bottle and asks for a glass. I look her dead in the eyes and say, Sorry mom, we don't share alcohol in this house. She offers me two of her bottles for mine and says I won't know the difference, but I stand firm. We don't share alcohol in this house. So, (laughs) I force myself to finish the bottle in front of her while she sulks. Christmas morning after my family had opened all our gifts, I come out with the second bottle as a gift to my mom. She shared it with me that night. I love that story of petty revenge, OP, and it's got a heaping dose of malicious compliance as well. Our next Reddit post is from Squared of Three. I've worked for GameStop two times in my life, the most recent being in 2017. I was a senior guest advisor, or SGA, and that position means you're on the management team, one rung below the assistant manager. I was hired on during a crisis of sorts. Almost the whole team quit, leaving only my manager and one other coworker who was also an SGA. So that made three of us working there for the next six months. So as an SGA, if you're working the store alone, then you're the manager. I can't tell you how giddy that made me when my manager told me that. One day, this, I want to say middle-aged mom came in with her son and started looking around. I finished up replying to an email and gave the whole, welcome to GameStop, can I help you spiel? Yes, actually, my son is looking for a game called GTA 5. It's his birthday and I want to get him something he's been asking for. Okay, that's very nice of you. How old is your son, if I may ask? Oh, he's 10 years old. Okay, well, seeing that GTA 5 is rated M for Mature, I have to inform you that it has a lot of violence. And that game specifically has a portion of the story that requires you to visit a strip club. That can't be true. My son told me it was rated T. I can show you the game case since it has the rating on it, ma'am. Are you saying my son is a liar? By this point, I look at the kid and he looks at me and is shaking his head, begging me not to say anything else. I shiver thinking about what that mom does to that kid. I want to speak with your manager. As soon as I hear this, I feel my heart quicken and I remember a post from Tumblr that I always wanted to try out. I said, of course, ma'am. He's in the back. Let me go get him. I went to the back and grabbed a game case just for good measure and came back out. She looked visibly confused and before she could say anything, I say in the thickest British accent I can muster, You said you wanted to speak to the manager? Also, here's the game you were looking for. As you can see, it's rated M. 
Her mouth went wide and her face went red. She yelled something about reporting me to the mall for something or another and then snatched her kid by the arm and left the store screaming about how she couldn't believe how rude I was to her. She never came back. My manager never found out. I will never not tell this story at a party. Our next Reddit post is from Icarus Flew Too Close. To be clear, I'm a male. Sorry to ruin any dreams. Basically, I haven't had the greatest landlord and I've gotten screwed over a few times by him, but never really did anything about it. So now I'm moving out in the next few months and he's been showing my place to potential new tenants and the rate of showings is getting rather annoying. So this evening, I thought it would be a good time to send a clear message that I've had enough of these showings. I was given the standard notice of when they were going to be coming by, but I wasn't going to let that interrupt my schedule. So when the landlord opened, <laughs> oh man! So when the landlord opened the door to show their prospective tenants in, the first thing they see is me doing the side plank pose, naked as the day I was born. The look of horror on the lady's face when she saw me was priceless. Long story short, <laughs> to say the only thing that was shown was my naked glory and a very bewildered landlord. I'm still waiting for his response to my interpretation of a showing. And down in this story, we have this contribution from Illy Kegels. That's funny. Our landlord, when we first moved in, would always drop by to fix things harmlessly, but never gave us warning. She'd just come and fix things while we weren't home without letting us know. One day, she came not knowing I was home in the shower. She walked right in on me as I walked out of the shower. She got the full package that day. Later that night, <laughs> she slipped an envelope with 40 bucks under our door and said she'd never come in without telling us again. Man, OP, congrats. Of all the people throughout my life who have seen me naked, none of them have paid me $40 for that privilege. More like they'd paid me 40 bucks to keep my clothes on. Our next Reddit post is from Yam Slammin'. This happened years ago as a high school freshman, but I've always been kind of proud of how I handled the situation. Background, I was friends with this guy in a large middle school friend group of neighborhood kids that would play manhunt and hang out often. The group disbanded as everyone got older and moved out, could drive, etc. I always had a crush on this guy, but he was a bit older and never seemed to see me that way, but we were good friends. Fast forward to high school, and I hadn't seen this guy in a year or two, and was surprised when he was in one of my classes as a freshman. He had failed that class twice, and was having a tough time. We sat together and talked, and ended up hanging out together outside of school. I still liked him, but he had a girlfriend, so I kept my feelings in. He confessed to me that they were having issues, and he needed to break up with her, but it'd be super hard on the both of them. I was surprised because I thought they were really solid. He always wore a bracelet with her name on it. We continued to hang out often, and he kissed me, all while reassuring me that he was going to leave her. It was just complicated, which led to making out hangouts. This happened two to three times before I noticed he was still wearing the bracelet with her name on it. I stopped mid-makeout and asked, if they were on such bad terms, why was he still wearing that bracelet? He got annoyed and gave me a short and not convincing answer. It all hit me in my 16-year-old brain at once. This guy was using me to cheat and had no intentions of breaking up with this girl. He tried to go back to kissing, but I moved to his neck and just suctioned right to it. He pushed me away and exclaimed about hickeys. He immediately left, muttering about covering it with makeup. They broke up shortly thereafter. 
I know his girlfriend thought I was a terrible person for cheating with this guy, but he honestly had me convinced. I honestly feel like I did her a favor. Physical evidence of cheating right before her eyes. And then, we have a similar story from Miss Jinx down in the comments. Oh, I did this to a guy in college. I didn't know him and just assumed he was single, but later I overheard his roommate give him some grief about a hickey and the guy freaked out. He grabbed a spoon and started scraping at the skin. The roommate just had this knowing look and I knew. Completely accidental on my part, but so satisfying that the slime ball couldn't get out of that trouble. And beneath this, people were asking about the whole spoon thing and apparently it's a way to fight hickeys. So apparently, hickeys are caused when blood gets outside of blood vessels, so you can use the spoon to spread the blood around, which causes the body to heal it faster, allegedly. Huh, today I learned. Our next Reddit post is from Who Killed Samantha. For those who don't know, Summer's Eve is a soap for women's intimate parts. It's supposed to be gentler than real soap and aid in cleansing a little better than just water. I'm a 20-year-old female, and my 17-year-old brother is one of the most spoiled and entitled boys I've ever met. He acts like the world owes him for his existence, and living with him is like constantly walking on eggshells. He always gets what he wants, and he always gets his way. He has all of his own things and refuses to share, despite having no problem taking from the rest of us. This includes personal hygiene products. He's extremely wasteful, so he gets all of his own things. I share with the two youngest siblings and sometimes guests. There have been times where he accused me of using his products and blew up. I swear, you'd think I stole money by the way he acts. I'll admit to using a shared shaving cream once or twice, but never anything else. After the way he blew up, I never touched the shaving cream again. Last summer, my boyfriend left his shaving cream here during a visit and my brother finished it. He never asked for permission, and he knew it was my boyfriend's. He would get it out of my side of the cabinet and use so much of it each time he shaved. I was pissed, but my boyfriend didn't mind. I just started keeping his stuff in my room when he left things behind. After that, I left my shower items in my room. Recently, I figured that now that he has two bottles of shampoo and body and face wash, he wouldn't touch mine, so I began leaving my things in the shower including an expensive shampoo prescribed from my doctor for an ongoing skin condition. I'm only supposed to use it once a week, but I noticed it going pretty quickly. I brushed it off. Earlier, my brother and I were bickering and he brought up the fact that I recently bought stuff for my mom and boyfriend, some expensive-ish lotion, but not for him. I mentioned that I wasn't obligated to get him anything, especially when he never bothers getting anything for anyone else. He threw back, that's why I only use your things. I decided to teach him a lesson or whatever, and I left my Summer's Eve bottle in the shower. I'd taken off the label months prior because I didn't need my roommates knowing I was using this product. After he showered, he came and sat down with my mom, dad, and I. I instantly recognized the smell, as it has a nice lavender scent, and he had quite obviously used a lot of it. I <laughs> I asked him what he used to wash his hair, and he said he used my shampoo with a cocky attitude. I explained to him that it was, in fact, vagina soap. He flipped out and called me stupid, among other things, but I wasn't phased. At least he learned not to touch my stuff. My mom thought it was funny, but my dad is pissed that I let his poor boy wash his hair with vagina soap. 
He told me that I shouldn't be greedy with my other products, even though I'm the one who paid for them in the first place. I'm not sorry. <laughs> and down in the comments, we have this contribution from Shaft to Bread. Behaves like a douche, smells like a douche. That's poetic justice right there. Our next Reddit post is from LA Wild. A friend of mine not too long ago painted his house. He lives in a development that has an HOA. He admits that he and his wife made the first mistake by not reading the HOA handbook close enough so they didn't realize they had to get the color approved by the HOA. On the first day of painting, the head of the HOA stopped by and talked to them, made small talk, talked about ways to make painting the house easier, etc. At this time, the HOA head knew they hadn't gotten the color approved because he sits on a three-person panel that approves the colors. However, he opted not to say anything to them. Instead, he waited until they had the entire house painted, then told them the color was not approved because there's too many other houses with a similar color. It was just a lighter shade of green. So, faced with having to spend the time and money to repaint the entire house, he and his wife decided to get a little revenge. They submitted the form and color swatch for the new color and were approved. Knowing the panel had to take time out of their lives to meet every time they submit a color, they decided to submit another color swatch and form, saying that they had changed their minds. This color was one that they knew would never be approved. As assumed, it was denied. They had to submit again, and again, they submitted a color they knew would never be approved. Again, they were denied. They repeated this four or five times before the HOA had contacted them and told them the first swatch they submitted was still approved, and not to submit another swatch for approval. They were tired of playing games. He replied, telling him that it turns out that color is no longer available and they need to submit one last swatch. Which, of course, was a color that they knew would not be approved. This time, the HOA told them that if they submitted another unapprovable swatch, they would be fined and billed for the panel's time. He submitted another swatch that was a color he knew would never be approved. And with it, a photocopy of the page from the handbook covering the process of getting a color approved. He pointed out that there was nothing in there that mentioned any limit to the number of swatches a person could submit. The entire process took a few months. After eight or nine swatches that were denied, the head of the HOA was fuming mad and showed up at their door telling them he wasn't leaving until they decided on a color for the house. My friend pointed out that the handbook says that the only way for a color to be approved was with a vote from a full panel. The HOA had called the other two people. They came over and once they were all sat down, he and his wife shuffled through about 10 different swatches of crazy colors before finally, show <laughs> before finally showing them one that was a light green color. Frustrated, they approved it and left. A few weeks later, the head of the HOA contacted him to see when they were going to paint, and he told them they already had. The swatch they had approved was the color the house was already painted. A week later, he got an angry letter from the HOA and a bill for their time. He refused to pay and will fight it. A, <laughs> a couple weeks after that, everyone got a revised handbook in the mail with very detailed rules on how to get a color approved. My friend then called the head of the HOA and told them all of this could have been avoided if he had just said something that day when he came over and talked to them as they started painting. But he decided to be a dick, so they decided to be dicks back to him. And down in the comments, we have this story from Fine Quasar. 
This reminds me of when I was a kid and we moved into a subdivision with an HOA. My father was painting the front door a gorgeous burgundy over this fugly puke green. And our neighbor, who we called Poodlehead for her dog and her haircut, comes rushing over to tell him that he can't do that and all colors must be approved by the HOA color board. So my father apologized profusely and Poodlehead returned to her domicile. My father began putting everything away. He'd been about halfway through the job, and now our front door was a wonder of half burgundy and half vomit. Poodlehead trundled back over and told my father he couldn't leave the door like that, and he said she said he couldn't paint it either. So it could stay like this, or she could tell him to keep painting. The (laughs) The front door color was approved on the spot, and was still that color when I drove by the house 10 years later and after two ownership changes. It really did suit the house. I've refused to buy a house with an HOA as an adult. That was r slash petty revenge and if you like this content then follow my podcast because I put out new reddit podcasts every single day.